This show contains four-letter words and adult situations. But what did you expect? It's called Now That I'm Older. To this day, there's probably some gay couple in Atlanta. Where did this pile of human excrement come from? Taking jelly's weird. You're weird. No, you're just bored and you're trying to make it up with your jellies. Maybe you should get out of the fucking house a little bit No, maybe I shouldn't have to go to a festival since I don't like going to festivals where people smell like vinegar and feet. Sorry about my shit intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Now That I'm Older with Shane Smith and Ken Baldwin. A.K.A. KB Paperstacks, A.K.A. Baldwin Escobar, A.K.A. Danger Zone, A.K.A. Vanilla Thriller, and A.K.A. MC Killer B. No one calls you any of that. So for most of my life, I've always felt this disconnect with my dad. My little brother was born when I was six, but before that, dad and I lived at Mama and Papa's house, his mom and dad. And my dad was there, but he was kind of off living his own life. He was there, but he was there kind of like that date that you go on where she is super uninterested from the moment she sits down. That's kind of how dad was there. He was off living his life, but he had his mom and dad there to do most of the heavy lifting when it came to parenting. And when dad got with mom when I was five, I started to feel loved in a family. Like I had a mom and a dad and my dad was there with me. But about a year later, I had a little brother. And as soon as Steven was able to play and actually be awesome, my dad started to gravitate towards him. Now, I'm not saying he didn't love me, but I was more of the kid to read books or to play inside, to hang out with my mom and learn how to pay bills. Whereas Steven was the kid who was up to get dirty no matter what. He was the kid who would start and end fights. He was the kid who once put another kid's eye out with a railroad fight because he thought he might lose a fight. See, losing a fight in the Smith household was a big problem. Dad always told us, even if somebody's bigger than you, I don't care, boy. You pick up a stick or a board, you take their ass out. If you lose that fight and you come home with an ass whooping, you can get your ass whooped by me when you get home, you understand? Now, for me, I was terrified of this advice, but my brother took this advice very seriously and he didn't walk away from very many fights at all like I did. I always wanted to resolve issues without fighting and because of that, I got to fly under my dad's radar. Steven was also the kid who dad would take to work with him. Now for me, I never had any interest in painting or plumbing or electrical work or any of the stuff that my dad did for a job, but Steven did. He was all up into that shit. So as soon as he was old enough, dad would wake him up impossibly early on a Saturday morning, scoop him up in his truck, and they'd ride off to McDonald's and grab a biscuit together, and then they'd hang out all day, painting something or plumbing something or wiring something. And besides doing the work they were doing, they were bonding. Steven was getting to spend time with dad, and they were thick as thieves. I'd watch them come in on a Saturday from work, and they'd be laughing and joking, and I'd always quietly resent the connection they had. But at the same time, what am I going to do? Get up really early on a Saturday and go do manual labor? I don't fucking think so. So one day my dad and my uncles are all sitting around smoking some weed and drinking a couple of beers and somebody comes up with a genius idea. Hey, let's go over to them power lines over there and shoot some guns. What do y'all think? Now, for me, there's a couple of problems with this. Number one, you probably don't want to start driving a car after you've started drinking. I've heard some stuff in school about don't drink and drive. Maybe it's a bad idea. You especially don't want to drive a pickup truck with your small children in the back of it while you've been drinking and smoking weed. Number two, shooting a gun while drinking is a problem. I've also heard don't fire a firearm while you've been drinking. That's not a good idea. But shooting a gun with your 12 and your 6-year-old kids is a recipe for fucking disaster if they're nearby. But despite the terrible ideaness of the entire situation, my dad championed on. He loaded three of my uncles into the front of his pickup truck and me and my little brother got into the back of his Ford with all of his guns. Now, I know I've said this before, but what the hell were we thinking in the late 80s and early 90s when we used to throw kids 
unrestrained in the back of a fucking pickup truck and just drive all around town. So we ride along in the back of a pickup truck and me and my little brother are sitting back there with the wind blowing on our hairs and holding on to the guns and shit like that. They're in a bag and we get to the power lines of Douglasville, somehow safe despite all my dad's best efforts to the contrary. And then the shooting starts. There's a couple of pistols. There's a 22 rifle. My dad had a gun. He called his bear gun. He said, anybody that would listen, he'd say, this gun right here could kill a bear at 50 yards. And they had a shotgun with him too. And all my uncles start taking a turn with this armory that they brought, firing off at some cans and shit like that. And after a few minutes of my ears ringing like I'm in a war zone, because who brought earplugs? Nobody brought earplugs. My dad looks over at me and goes, you want a turn, boy? Now, this was huge. I mean, the fact that they brought me and Steven along was huge, even though we were in the back of a pickup truck and could have died if we'd have been in an accident. But now I was getting a chance to participate. My first time ever shooting a gun. My dad handed me the 22 rifle, and it felt a little heavy in my hands, but I'm 12 years old. He says, now it's going to kick a little bit, boy, but don't worry about it. Just hold it and squeeze the trigger. I put the butt of the gun up into my arm, and with that, I looked down at the cans, and I squeezed the trigger of the first gun I ever fired with my dad standing next to me. I got off three rounds, and in between each one, I looked up at him. And I missed the first can or the cans the first couple of times I fired it, but I hit that one on the third shot, and the look of pride my dad had when I looked at him is something that I'll never forget. After he takes a 22 away from me, after I get a few more shots off, him and my uncles decide they're moving on to the shotgun, and they're going to fire at the same cans that we were looking at. And after they each one get like four or five shots off, my dad says, you want to try, boy? Now, I'm not going to lie and say I wasn't scared out of my damn mind, but again, this was huge. My dad had just looked at me with a look like he fucking was into it. I was here and participating, so I said yes, and he hands me the shotgun. And the shotgun is much heavier in my hands, but I raise it up and I look down towards the cans. My uncles are all starting to laugh and stare at me and going, hey boy, you think you're going to be able to handle that gun? My dad barks back over and looks, says, don't worry about Shane, he'll be fine. And he looks down at me, kind of whispers and goes, now it's going to kick a lot more than the other one, but you can do it, boy. And I put this heavy firearm into my arm and I looked down at the cans and as I fired, I felt the biggest jolt I'd ever felt in my life. Like I'd fired a fucking rocket from my hands. It kicked so hard into my shoulder that I wanted to drop it and lower it, but I also wanted to see that look of pride from my dad again. I looked over at him, and I'm looking for that approval that I saw before, and he's laughing and smiling down at me and telling my uncles, See, I told you. Look at my boy. I told you. Shoot it again, Shane. Go ahead. So drunk on my dad's approval, I fire again. And then I cock it, and I fire again, and it's still kicking, but now it suddenly doesn't feel bad to me, and I fire off another shot. And I get all the way up to the five shots in the gun. And my dad goes, whoa, 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 whoa. I look over at him looking for that pride. And that pride was replaced with this look of shock where he goes, I guess it started to get good to you, didn't it, boy? And him and my uncle start laughing and joking. And I don't want to tell you guys that this was the beginning of a beautiful father-son relationship between me and my dad. But this was one of the first days ever in my life that I could tell my dad truly did love me. Hey guys, welcome back to a show that remembers when McDonald's had the Happy Meals toys for the Muppet Babies, and they were absolutely awesome. Or as we like to call it, Now That I'm Older. A show about how getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the exact same time. You can find us online, go to nowthatimolder.com. We're also on Facebook, as well as Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show anywhere you find us online, because that helps us out a lot. You can also find us on Twitter, Gmail, and Instagram, but it's at NTIOPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash nowthatimolder. And if you give to us, we're going to give right back to you. 
You can also find us on Twitter with the hashtag Potter and Family. Now, Potter and Family is a family of podcasters that came together to cross-promote each other, spread the word about badass independent podcasts, and create a family out of absolutely nothing. If you go to Twitter and check out the hashtag Potter and Family, you're going to find our show as well as the Jump In Michael podcast, the How I Met Your Friends podcast, and the Littlest podcast. And this week on episode 195, we discuss festivals going to them, the kinds of stuff we can buy at them, the people we meet at them, and how Kenny refuses to go to any of them because he says everybody smells like feet. And then later on, we discuss a potty incident with my son in a time where I broke my finger during a rainstorm because my dad couldn't fix a window. So check it out. We'll be right back. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Anytime we try to bring religion in, it's always terrible. I'm just like torturing you. (laughs) You're so uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I hate talking about it, dude. Uh, Shut up. Anyway. um, (laughs) I want to talk about a subject that I know you love. Um, Food? Well, yes. um, It's festivals. Going out to like big festivals where you have to walk around all day with lots of people. There's like fried, uh, like there's the fried food and shit like that. Nope. They have like, the, oh, well, the food's good, but no, I'm not the doing big, the outdoor uh, sweating. The big ass. turkey legs and shit like that. People smell like vinegar in those things. Um, what's the shit that has the powdered sugar on it and shit like that? The um, funnel cake? Funnel cake. Yeah, dude. They have all that shit, dude. I couldn't remember the name of it. Funnel cake is I couldn't remember the name of it because I eat healthy and shit now. I eat healthy and shit now. I don't even eat chicken wings anymore, honestly. Because funnel cake's so <laughs> everywhere. Well, funnel cake is, is kind of gross if you really break it down. It's just fucking fried bread with sugar inside of it. It's gross. Okay. Anyway. Hater. So uh, when's the last time you went to one of these festivals? I don't go to these festivals. You've never gone to a street festival. You've never had a chick oh, no. rope you into going to like. I mean, I went to one like five, ten years ago. Five or ten years ago was the last time you Mandy went. Mandy made me go to one. It was probably like five years, maybe six, seven. Maybe you should get out of the fucking house a no, little bit. No, maybe more, I shouldn't sir. have to go to a festival since I don't like going to festivals where people smell like vinegar and feet. Everybody's people, all sweaty. People don't always smell like people vinegar are, and feet. People stop in front of you, look at stupid folk art that ain't worth shit. <laughs> wasting my goddamn time looking at your goddamn home decor projects. I don't give a shit about your shit. I give a shit about you and your little stuffed fucking turkeys. When you, your little fucking earrings you made. <laughs> Fuck you. You're not a jeweler. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Good job, Barbara. You didn't. That's not real jewelry. Go Let's back be to honest. work at AT&T and answer the goddamn phone. So are you saying that all women have to be operators? Bill can go fuck himself, too. <laughs> The guy who makes pens or the guy who makes the boards that are like yeah. the Georgia thing. Last time I went to this thing, it was so lame. We still took 10 minutes. And I was like, we're out of here. This is- <laughs> so you don't like any of the, uh, when you walk into the little tents and they have like but the fuck homemade. Fuck those little tents. <laughs> fuck the outside. This is the South. It's hot and humid here. Well, festivals aren't always it, in the summer, dude. And if they're outdoors, it's hot. It's a hot time of year if there's a festival. That's just a fact. Well, there are some festivals that are in the fall. When? I went to a festival recently in the Marietta Square. Where was they it had, hot? No, it actually wasn't that. Uh, well. You're lying. It, it was kind of hot. <laughs> you're lying. It could be in the middle of October and be hot here. I'm not going out there and getting the squishy thighs to look at some fucking home decorations made by fucking Penny the housewife because she's bored as fuck because she's not you know working her ass off like the rest of us. So 
you wouldn't go out to one of these and get like some uh, some homemade. No, I don't believe with- in wasting my money on fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying everything that that is yes. bought. Dude, I bought some fucking jelly from one of these things. It was like made out of fucking bacon. Okay, there's really good shit at some of these festivals. Don't jelly is like not supposed to be made of bacon. Yes, it is. If it's delicious, you should no, get some bacon jelly. No, that's not something that's supposed to even exist. That's some goddamn black magic you bought in a jar. <laughs> it's not black That's magic. called fucking fat. It's lard. Bacon jelly is lard. That's what it is. It's not lard, dude. I also found out. I know what jelly is, and I know what bacon is, and I know how the substance works. If it's solid and in a jar, that's fat. It's lard. It's not jelly. It's something else if it's jelly <laughs> with some bacon flavoring in it. No, it's totally jelly. It's okay. You're, you're full. It's bacon jelly, sir. It's not. It's a, probably You probably ate some science experiment <laughs> with some crazy lady made in your fucking house. You probably just scrape the bacon fat off there and put some bleach in it to clear it up. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I am not eating bleach fucking bleach. probably thought you had bacon stomach lard. flu a week later. It was that shit finally popping out of your intestines. Um, Like the homemade apple butters and shit, the homemade jellies and all that shit that you can get there. Some of the shit is delicious that you can find at these things, dude. Some of this shit is delicious. You can buy the same shit at a refrigerated no, farmer's you market. You well, yeah, I mean, sometimes. Sprouts is right down the road. They keep the air conditioner nice and crisp. <laughs> but there's no like awesome people factor of going out. Like, the awesome people, people, yeah. All these people are, you know, they're, they're all Trump voters. You're the only one there that ain't voting for Trump. Those are awesome people. They're white racists. <laughs> Everybody at these festivals is not white racist down at the Marriott. Okay, eighty eight percent, maybe eighty two. Okay, <laughs> maybe so eighty two. That's who you choose to associate with. That's good. I'm not choosing to associate with them. What I'm what saying is, racist. I left my house. To go hang out with these I people. I leave my house when I go to the store. But you go to the stores to like get supplies. If, when they, when what you, are you going to the festival for? <laughs> to buy fucking non-supplies that you don't need. To get bacon jelly? Can you get bacon jelly I don't else? need bacon jelly. I need like grape jelly. Like shit was supposed to be. Dude, stop being a basic bitch with the grape jelly, dude. dude stop being basic bitch. No, grape jelly is good. Bacon jelly is weird. You're weird. No, you're just bored and you're trying to make it up with your jellies. <laughs> you need a new hobby. I have a hobby. It's hanging out with you and talking shit about bacon jelly, dude. Well, if you're having to fill in the place of bacon jelly, it's maybe not filling you enough. Dude, I've bought... Maybe you um, should try crocheting. I, first off, I'm not going to crochet. You Second can make off, some good stuff. You can make your jelly a fucking jar holder. <laughs> Well, I, homo. I have bought some stuff at some of these festivals and typically it just ends up being trash later on. I'll be honest, but, exactly. but a lot of it is nice stuff. You can get like, I got a, a Georgia Bulldogs, um, uh, bottle opener and shit like that. that you could have bought that at Walmart, <laughs> but it wouldn't have been made by a local artisan. Fuck that local artisan. They're not artisans. They're people that are bored at their jobs. So they make Georgia bottle cap openers. When did Salvador Dali make his signature bulldog bottle opener? When, when did Monet sit down and say, you know what I really need to make? A can opener. I need to make cornhole None boards. Them. No, Van Gogh was all like, hey, you know what you guys need? Cornhole sets with the logo of your favorite Here, college it's team. It's a on custom them. thing to hold those things to hold the corn. You know, you stay on the end of the corn. I made you custom ones. They have Starry Night painted around them. Don't get any goddamn butter on them, you sons of bitches. I would. Buy I'll cut that. your ear off. I would buy that. You wouldn't buy that because you're a goddamn festival faggot. <laughs> Dude, 
Why are you going to be a faggot? Because I'm going to I'm launching the cats at these festivals once they're ready. These cats are coming after you folks. So you're saying you're going to, this is the Palpaw's assault. All of you are going to be shot in the cast. (laughs) This is the Palpaw's assault you're going for. You don't know the full plan. (laughs) This is just phase 18. Phase 18 is when we... So what the fuck are you doing for 17 phases? Is that planning, research, and development? Well, a lot of it is belly rubs. A lot of it is belly rubs. Yes. Is it like a second breakfast sort of time in there? There's like, a couple breakfasts in there, I guess. Thir- yes. Third lunch sort of shit. Before, you have to get all the... Ca- there's also be like 12 different freakouts. <laughs> I'm be honest. If you get a whole bunch of cats really full before you decide to attack, it's going to be a sad That's day why that's you. like set one and two. That's why there's 17 steps before the launch of 18. So you've only gone to one of these festivals. I've gone to more than one festival. My parents used to drag us to them. And I hated them when I was a kid. So what's the weirdest thing? What I know a festival that we both gone to that I'm sure you've seen fucking something ridiculously weird at. Is the what, Ren- are you, what are you trying to get at with these Renaissance, festivals? The Renaissance Festival. That doesn't count. That's a fucking festival. They still have local crap. No, you get to hit people with swords and shit there. Well, you can. I did sword fight a guy there and he cheated. The little instructor guy. He cheated his ass off. How did he cheat his ass off? So what they did is they set you up with like a fencing helmet and you're using fencing swords, right? Right. And you have... Which I'm excellent at. Shut up. You had balloons that they put with clips on your your little hang. And whoever popped the other person's balloons won. Yeah, I would have popped your balloons. So he popped... He put his balloons pointing back and my balloons pointing forward. And I was like, some bullshit. I still pop one of his fucking balloons, a little cheater. How old were you in this uh, notorious uh, I was like 19 or fencing. 20. Really? I, I was there with Melissa. So you were pretty fucking pissed off then when, when he popped your balloons. Oh, dude. I was, he popped, we, as soon as he put them on there, I was like, as fast as I could, pop one of his. And then you had to try to play, uh, you, you tried to, how to hide from him and shit. And like, yeah. hope he get. This sounds like the stupidest shit ever, though. Yeah, I would have whooped your ass at it. I, I, I have a feeling that I would have stabbed you in your balloons immediately. And then I stabbed think you, you in the eye. You're barely coordinated enough to walk. You, <laughs> you, you probably would have tripped and lost your eyes somehow. You have no idea how agile That'd I am. That'd be the day that Shane lost his esophagus. No, dude. Honestly, I probably would have stabbed you Why in Why do you have a trachinomachy, Shane? Did you have throat cancer? No, I had a fencing accident. <laughs> With a safety sword and a balloon. <laughs> I have a feeling I would have poked both your yeah. eyes out. I would have poked both your eyes out, too. Yeah. That's how it would have been. It would have been like one, two yeah. balloons, both eyes. You're, you're so quick and nimble. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how quick and nimble I am. My swordsmanship is almost as good as my marksmanship. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, goodness. Oh. My side hurt a little bit. Not Shut the fuck up. For okay. sure. I mean, you might have been trying to swing my head if you hit me down there. So uh, I've gone to Renaissance festivals. I've gone to... Um, I got a necklace at one. You got a necklace at one. Yeah. We're not talking about your necklace, dude. It's my turn to tell now, so me, it's going to be interesting. Me, 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 me. It's, it's time for the story to actually be interesting now. Well, you're talking about being goddamn... What were you talking about a minute ago? Going to festivals. Oh, yes. Festival bitch. Go ahead, I'm not festival a festival bitch. bitch. I've gone to Festivals, a few of these. Everybody smells like feet and vinegar. Listen, everybody doesn't smell like feet and vinegar. Yes, they do, especially after they start sweating a little bit. You need to come it's to like, festivals uh, in East Cobb, sir. No, Everyone. dude. I don't need to go to any festivals. You need to come to festivals in East so Cobb. If you've never heard of Amazon, you can buy pretty much anything you want on Amazon. You can't buy without local. Going, I don't want local shit. I want it to not be broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be broken I if want you buy a stuff. At these. I want it to come from like Hasbro. I don't want it to come from Michael. I had or Dennis. <laughs> Listen, there are plenty of great Dennis's out or there. Becca. 
It's a lot of Beccas out there. Listen, what I know is that I know that I have bought bacon, or not bacon, I've bought uh, jelly that was made with a Shane's, chocolate beer. Shane's not going to admit that he's only going to this festival because his wife's making it. He's, uh, he's going to sit here and try to sell us like it's his idea. And he's just going to these festivals that you he loves. You eat great food from great restaurants. See, listen to it. He's so full of shit. He goes Local to craft beers. Because Nikki makes him go to festivals. That is exactly why I go to these fucking festivals. <laughs> I will fully admit, what, before I got married... There's Nikki gets me out of the house. If not, I would be just like Kenny, staying here and playing video games, being bored out of my goddamn mind. All you the time. wouldn't be bored, you'd be happy. <laughs> you'd be fucking, yeah, cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> playing this PlayStation, I like. Yay. All right, look, there's a very real chance that I would have never gone to my first festival ever without Nikki, but I'm okay with that. Next up, we run to a quick promo break, but when we get back, we discuss a story about my first potty fiasco with my son at a festival, and then later on, we talk about me breaking my finger because my dad doesn't know how to close a window. So check it out. We'll be right back. We will return after these messages. It's been a thousand years since the Celestial War and the great races were rendered extinct. A thousand years since the establishment of the Decladine Empire, and peace came over Pylos. But an ancient secret that promises of untold power has broken the alliance and threatens to destroy the realm. Join our heroes, Tash. Grab Daryl. Get out. I will follow you. Go. Silverpaw. You pay for this, Sylvia. Craig? Someone is looking for you. The name Tash means anything to you. And Bagger. Let's get dangerous. As they uncover dangerous secrets, ancient cities, and race against time and the Empire itself to save Pylos. Download The Stranger Lands now, before it's too late. Advertising has us chasing cars and clothes, working jobs we hate so we can buy shit we don't need. Have you ever wished you could get extra now that I'm older? Well, now you're in luck, because if you go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, you'll be able to hear Patreon-exclusive content with stuff just like this. Why would you have fetuses as toys? In what sort of Russian nightmare cartoon do you have fetuses as toys? Kenny hates little children. Kenny hates happiness. Especially children. Kenny hates pretty much everything. So I hate happiness. I just hate other people's happiness. I just, I know we're not supposed to get political on now that I'm older, but what the fuck is going on? So go to patreon.com slash now that I'm older, sign up to the $10 level, and you'll be able to check out our Patreon exclusives every single time we drop one. in this army to do whatever you tell my drill sergeant poop culture yeah poop culture poop culture yeah it's a poop culture poop culture yeah it's a poop culture 
culture, it's a culture shock. Listen in, it will make your world rock. Laugh and cry and cringe and blush with the Booby Brothers and the Man Crush. Poop culture, yeah, poop culture. Poop culture, yeah, poop culture. Poop culture, yeah, poop culture. Poop, listen in to the poop culture. A, you can never go too far. B, if I'm going to get busted, it is not going to be by a guy like that. So I go to these festivals all the time. I've been to local art festivals. I've been to local beer festivals. I've been to local food festivals. I've been to the Dogwood Festival. And when I was about, Lord, I want to say I was like 28, something like that. We went to the Dogwood Festival. And Christopher was like six years old. Okay. <laughs> I and remember this story. So Kenny finds this story out after the fact because he wasn't with me. But what happened was we got out of the car and Christopher says, I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> they had this poor kid out of this festival all day. So we what was we'd driven from our house. We'd gone to eat first. And then we'd driven from our house to the festival. And Christopher starts saying, I have to go to the bathroom about 10 minutes before we get there. And by the time we get out, he's not giving us any indication of what he has to do. He's just saying, I have to go to the bathroom. I got to go potty right now. That's all he's saying. So we're with my wife, her dad, her mom, both her sisters, her sister's husband, and one of their kids. No, I'm sorry. Their kids hadn't been born yet. So it's basically like a whole boatload of people. And my wife's like, look, we're going to go to the door, find some bathrooms in between here and there. You know, if you've got to pee, just go find a tree and go pee and meet us at the front door. I'm like, that's no problem. I'm going to take him to go potty. It's fine. (laughs) It was a problem. Stop. Stop for a second. So we walk away. So we walk away, right? We walk away from the the family. They all go their way. And I'm like trying to find a porta potty somewhere like that. And Chris was like, I got to go, man. I got to go. He gets to a point. Man, he's a little kid. He's like, I got to go potty so bad. I got to go potty. I got to go potty. I'm like, all right, dude, cool. There's a tree right over here. We're in somebody's front yard, right? (laughs) Why are you having your kid be in somebody's front yard in the first place? There are no cars in the driveway. Goddamn heathens. But there are cars parked on the street. This is what homeless people do, by the way. You treat your son like a homeless man. I didn't treat my son like a homeless man. I treated him like a Like a homeless man. Like a little child. Just go go defecate in that person's yard. You'll be fine. Well, the yard was big enough to where it was far away. Okay? It was the front yard. You're not even supposed to let your dog pee on people's property. I got another story for that in a second, too. But anyway... We go up there and Chris was like, okay, this, I got to stop. I got I to pee right here. I'm like, dude, just go in front of the tree. It's fine. So I turn around because back shame. then, you know, he's just getting to the point of modesty. He's just now learning about modesty. He says, turn around. And shame, shame, shame. I listen. And, you know, as an as a parent, you listen for the sound of pee hitting the ground to let you know that your kid is actually <laughs> peeing. And I don't hear anything. And I sit there for a second. I'm like, I still don't hear anything. I don't hear a goddamn thing. Nothing is happening. I turn around after about 30 seconds of not hearing anything. I see Christopher <laughs> squatted in the front yard. Stop it's dropping deuces. <laughs> he is dropping his second or third turd. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, somebody should have called the police. <laughs> Fucking banger <and> ass. <laughs> So when uh, I met Nikki, uh, Christopher Christopher had a poop like a homeless man. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck are you doing, Chris? And he's like, I told you guys I had to potty. I've only been. How when did you I, wipe his ass? I held him at arm's length away from me. He's six years old. So I'm holding him like he's radioactive waste away from me. How did he wipe his ass? We're getting to that. <laughs> he didn't wipe his ass. He pulled up his pants with his ass full of shit. 
And I hold him like his radioactive waste away from my body so I can't get anything to stink on me because I love my son. But this was one of those moments where I was like, ugh. So I get to the front door. I bet it was all itchy. Nikki, Nikki has this look. She goes, oh, yeah, I got our tickets and everything like that. We're good to go in. Everything's fine. And I walk up and I say, you need to get your son. And you need to take him to the bed. Because anytime Christopher acted like an asshole or something gross had happened, he was her kid. <laughs> Suddenly I was like, nah. Oh, I hand him off like a fucking football. To this football. day, there's probably some gay couple in Atlanta. Like, Where did this pile of human excrement come from? Oh my god, dude! You, I can never explain the true feeling of turning around and seeing my son squatting in somebody's front yard. And for shitting. a while, that reminds me of when our septic tank was full at your house when we lived there, oh. and we couldn't flush the toilets or take a shower. I took an old chair and cut a hole in it, <laughs> and I built a shelter on the back porch with a bucket under it. And I tried to shit out there, and it was really hard. It is so hard to shit in your backyard. <laughs> we lived in a secluded ass place. It was Did you still have like a like, curtain up or anything? I have like stuff on your side, but it was still like, oh my God, I'm trying to shit outside. <laughs> and then when I shit, it was so gross. <laughs> I didn't want to bury it. I had a bag in the bucket and it was in a bag. Oh my but God. But I thought it would be like just doing the dog shit. It wasn't at all. <laughs> Human shit and dog shit is not on the same level at all. I got to go to the back and tried to get rid of it. I eventually gave up and just threw it. <laughs> and I was like, never using that chair again. And y'all come ask me why, why there was a chair with a hole in it. <laughs> no, I remember asking you about the chair with a hole in it. And you looked at me and went, I tried something. It didn't work. <laughs> it was disturbing. It gave me medical problems. <laughs> I couldn't poop oh right for two God. weeks after that. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude. That was the worst time because we're at our house like, well, I'm going to McDonald's. Why? Don't ask. You know why. And then eventually the septic tank kind of like popped itself open. <laughs> and we were like, leave it. <laughs> leave it. And the grass was growing really good right there. <laughs> dude, we had to get the... Nothing is worse, nothing is shittier, and that's that's a pun intended, than having a septic tank that's, that's fucked up. Because as an adult, you've never lived until you realize what being a homeowner truly Dude, fucking means. It, 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 it poured through the center block walls. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. And then it would also shoot up through the pipes. Oh, God, you'd be in the bathtub. <laughs> And you'd start, it'd start bubbling and you better get out. I don't care if you're a soap. I don't care if you had shit in your eyes. You had to, it had to go. Dude, when you become a homeowner, they tell you stuff like, now, you know, you can get a home warranty if you want one. And my parents and my step or my, uh, my in-laws were like, no, no, a home warranty is a ripoff. You don't want one of those. <laughs> and then something breaks at your house and you don't have a home warranty. My fucking, uh, washing machine. One day, fucking hose on the back of the washing machine opens up and the whole basement is flooded. Like the entire square footage of our house, the basement, entire thing was open. Whole fucking basement is flooded with just a little hose because somebody turned on the washing machine, walked away and it just kept on. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. Dude, fucking. It was better than when the house was full of sewage though. That was extra awesome. When you, the very first time it happened, I remember being like, I wonder what that bubbling means. <laughs> because everybody had their own bubbling 
story. And then we went down in the basement and found out like there was a, a some sort of a backup or something like that. And the people who put our house together were nice enough to leave an open pipe. You have to. You have to have a vent pipe. You do, but it, they didn't have to put it right over the washer and dryer where maybe the clothes would be <laughs> because that was super fucking awesome to help clean up. Well, most people don't leave a pile of clothes there permanently like all different three years. Listen. <laughs> like, I know after clothes. this incident There was a clean clothes Java down there For a little while I know after No we kept our clothes down Moved from there <laughs> Shut the fuck up dude What I do remember is like Coming down there And being like This is our washing machine station And there's fucking The grossest shit You've ever seen in your life All over You start it. keeping your clothes Put up after that <sighs> Dude It's the worst fucking uh. It's horrible I lived in another house That happened in And it literally was Pouring through the walls at first, we didn't know what it was. You didn't know what sewage was pouring through the walls? Well, it didn't look like sewage. Just like water seeping through the center block basement walls. Dude, when we got... When, when we moved off of sewage to, or off of a septic tank to an actual city sewage, it it was basically like the, the heavens had opened. Yeah, and I'm like never going to live a septic tank ever again. Like, I, that's one of the worst fucking homeowner type things that I've ever had. I've lived in houses. I've told you guys a story about the time that I lived in a house where my mom and dad moved into it. We're like, oh, it doesn't have central heat and air. They're going to get it put in in two weeks. But you'll have to sleep in a closet. Yeah, dude, we fucking slept like we were camping with a kerosene <laughs> heater indoors in a walk-in closet. You're supposed to. So not supposed to. No, you're supposed to. And my dad had the window open to vent the kerosene heater. <laughs> That's so smart. He's <laughs> so clever. <laughs> I was not talking about defeating the purpose. So, yeah, that Shane, was. Shane, Shane, open that window. What? <laughs> well, the beautiful thing was, I don't think I have told the uh, story about the time that uh, my dad tells me to open all or to close all the windows in the house because it's about to become a uh, rainstorm outside. Like it starts, you can hear the thunder coming and shit, and it's all, you know, clouds rolling in and shit, and it starts like trickling down rain and stuff like that. Dad's like, my dad's sitting in his lazy boy. I'm like 10 years old. Shane, Shane, hey, boy, go close all the windows in the house. And when he says close all the windows, there's like 30 of them. So I'm like, Running from room to room, closing all the windows, and like just pouring what down kind of rain. Double wide trailer wheel. <laughs> no, this was the house that had, didn't have heat or air or anything like that. You sure had a fucked up windows. <laughs> Dad was super comfortable in his chair, so there was obviously no way he could help close any of the windows. So I go like upstairs. Seven. So I go up. There was probably thirty, maybe thirty-two. So <laughs> there were four hundred windows. So I go it's up. A howl of windows. I go up into our uh, my mom and dad's room, and my dad, in his infinite wisdom as a carpenter, my dad could build anything with his hands, but he couldn't fix the fucking latching mechanism on the window. So he just put a level in it. <laughs> and when I go to take the uh, level out, for some reason in my head, I thought it'd be super cool if I just jerked the level out. Instead of holding it? <laughs> what a dumbass. And then I left my finger on the window sill. So you got your finger snapped. And the window drops on my finger. You can still see like a little wishbone thing where my finger. Well, I mean, you didn't deserve to have a disfigured thumb for that dumb shit. That was the stupidest thing you could. What were you thinking? And then I'm running through the house with this broken ass finger, crying, bleeding everywhere. My fingernails like dad probably taped off. it up with some duct tape. My dad runs over and goes, "What's wrong, boy?" I said, "The window fell. It hurt my finger." I'm all freaking out and shit like that. My dad's, "Oh hell, that ain't broken. Let me look at it." Doesn't even look at it. But says it ain't broken. There's no way it's broken. My dad, the medical doctor, goes ahead and diagnoses me that we don't need to go to the hospital because that's a hundred dollar copay that we can't afford, son. <laughs> so it was probably twenty five dollars, but it, was a lot it probably was honestly it was probably like ten dollars back then. But still, it's probably more like you didn't want to waste his time. I sit down with a the towel. wrestler was probably on. 
It was a Saturday night and Ric Flair was on the television. So I'm sitting there with a towel holding my finger, crying like basically the whole night. Kind of that, you know, that soft crying when you know you're not supposed to. You're just like, so I'm sitting there holding my finger. My mom gets home, takes one look at my finger, goes, What's wrong with your finger? When did you break your finger? My dad's like, Oh, hell, that ain't broken. We don't need to go to the doctor. So did, did you have any stories like that where you did something stupid? Where my parents tried to neglect medical care for me? No. <laughs> no, never, never that. I did. I closed my finger in a door once, a car door. But my parents took me to the emergency room like they're supposed to. We had to wait for my mom to get home. My dad loved me, too. <laughs> my dad loved me. He didn't have any just, common sense. He just didn't love your finger. He didn't love you as much as he loved wrestling. <laughs> I recently told a story about how um, on the show, it was uh, the opening story last week. I told a story about how uh, Steven found a box of porn um, where it was actually, there was wrestling magazines on top of it, but there was porn <laughs> in the bottom of this box. It's a great way to hide porn from your kids, put wrestling magazines on <laughs> Well, it was out in the, uh, like out in the woods behind our house and shit like that. And my little brother's going through it with the kid next door to us. And they dig through the box and shit like that. And they find the porn and they're looking at it. And Steven suddenly realizes mom's going to lose her mind. So he goes and gets a can of gas, douses the box of porn. <laughs> and they like, the box like goes up in flames and shit like that. And it starts spreading to like the, the forest. forest and shit. So the kid next door goes and gets a water hose and, you know, puts it all out and shit like that. And then that night I wake up and my whole room is orange because the embers from that little fire and shit like that have caught again and caught the actual woods behind our house on fire. And Steven's almost, the one who burned Smokey's forest down. <laughs> almost burned the goddamn house down. But at the end of the day, like they had gone through all these wrestling magazines and gotten all these pictures out of the uh, wrestling magazines. And Steven had put them all up over his walls and shit like that. And he got a big ass, like got his ass whooped for setting this box of porn on fire and <laughs> shit like that. And for looking at porn and not telling anybody and all that shit. But he didn't have to give back the wrestling posters because my dad was mad at the porn. He wasn't mad at wrestling. Wrestling didn't have anything to do with this. It was just the porn that was the problem. My mom was like, he should have to take their wrestling posters down. My dad, oh, Darlene, let him keep the wrestling posters. He likes Sting. He likes Sting. <laughs> Zucker. Sting was awesome. Thank you. Woo! That is why I won't do two shows a night anymore, babe. I won't. I won't do that's it for Now That I'm Older this week, guys. Thank you so much for checking out the show. You can find us online, nowthatimolder.com, Facebook, Google Play, Stitcher, and iTunes. You can also find us on Twitter and Gmail, but it's at NTIOPod. Check back next Thursday for a brand new episode. And as always, getting older sucks, but can be awesome at the same time. Have a great week. This is about over, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for coming to Now That I'm Older. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done.